This is Miller's Edge on Tide Second round of the PGA at Riviera is underway. Luke List and Jason Day co-lead at eight under. Tiger Woods won over after his first round on Thursday. This is the Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. Edge on the tight 100.9 1230 AM WTBC. Welcome in, everybody. Hope you are ready for the weekend. It's going to be a beautiful weekend, and of course, we're here to get you ready to rock and roll. Going to be a lot of good stuff happening there in the city of Tuscaloosa. What a great sports weekend. If you're an Alabama fan, you're right there with baseball, you got softball, you got basketball. Man, it is going to be locked and loaded. For a wonderful weekend of college athletics there in Tuscaloosa. And um, we're looking forward to that. Of course, we're going to talk about a lot of that uh, here on the program today. 205 342 the number for the show. Please get in line, get your calls in. And if you're at work trying to hire from your old boss, well, you know what you can do. Download that app. Tide 100.9 is absolutely free. And uh, you can send your questions and thoughts, comments right there. We love to entertain those each and every uh, single day. Uh, of course, we we call it free for all. It's we, wherever you want to go today, whatever you want to talk about. I don't care if it's sports. I don't care if it's music. I don't care everything, anything but politics. Don't do that. We can go. Anything else? We can ride. We <laughs> <laughs> like ABP, anything but politics. Other than that, we can ride. So we got you uh, on that front. We're here from Ryan Grubb, the former offensive. That sounds so strange to say. The former offensive coordinator of Alabama, now Seattle Seahawks offensive coordinator. We'll hear some of his thoughts and comments about being there in Seattle and about leaving the Tide uh, in a very quick departure. So he has some thoughts on that. His relationship with Kevin DeBoer. I listened to some of that earlier. Uh, so we'll hear from him. Uh, we'll talk about one Eldrick. Tiger Woods is on the course, finished plus one on yesterday. Of course, a tough number 18, second, had a great drive, second shot, looked like me. Just flared right, <laughs> got in trouble behind the tree, but had a nice shot with a chance to save par, ended up bogeying that hole, and ended up being plus one for the tournament. So, I'd uh, love to hear what you think about Tiger, what's his chances, because... 
he walked better than I've ever seen him walk, looked better than I've ever seen him look in the last couple of years, to be honest with you. Uh, and I've been one that on record saying Tiger Woods is going to win another major or two. I do believe that. It's going to happen. It's going to be Augusta National. It's probably going to be the British Open. Um, I think Tiger's going to be uh, that guy. might be when he's in his 50, early 50s, and we've seen people do that before. So I think Eldrick Tiger Woods uh, will be on the prowl, uh, and he will win another couple of majors. Don't know when that's going to be, but I'm going to say the next couple of years, he's definitely going to win. Uh, the guy works so hard. I love what he did with his swing. He slowed it down a lot, not so aggressive attacking the ball. So uh, we can talk some golf. I'm, I'm a huge golf fan, play a lot of golf. Uh, so if you want to talk about that, uh, we can get into some of that as well. Love to get your thoughts, comments, or questions about Tiger Woods. Will he win another major? Guys, I don't have a whole lot today. Uh, I thought we'd just have some fun. Uh, yep. Friday's what it's all about. Get you ready for the weekend. Laugh, joke, cut up. Don't matter. Not, not a lot, a whole lot of stuff going on, Christian. Um, I guess the biggest thing, Alabama basketball team back at home. Um, early game, it seems to be. Yep. Um, First place solo by themselves. South Carolina just getting obliterated, obliterated, excuse me, by Auburn the other night. 101 to 60, I believe, by 41 points. I mean, what in the world? We know that place they play in, that little tiny arena, but it's very imposing. But, man, um, they look great. So, uh, Alabama controlled their own destiny. Now, the schedule's not easy going uh, to finish out the season. We know that, but... But Alabama and Nate Oates, this basketball team controls their own destiny. So that's probably the biggest thing that's happening for the Tide sports world right now. Yeah, definitely that. Uh, tomorrow at 11, I'll probably probably be there. Definitely weird that it's, that it's early here, but I'll make sure I, I go check it out. I'm excited for that. But I am excited baseball's back. It will, you know, open things up this afternoon at the Joe. I think it's at 4 o'clock, I believe. There will be playing, uh, is it Manhattan College? So... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. But just exciting that, you know, baseball's back. And then again, softball's uh, here. So, I mean, you already said it, a loaded weekend here in Tuscaloosa. But it'll be fun. Um, softball takes on Virginia, uh, I believe, this afternoon as well. And that is at 6.30, I see. But I think the actual, excuse me, first they start off at 4 against St. Thomas. And then they play Virginia at 6.30. So, yeah, if you're in Tuscaloosa or you're an Alabama fan, make sure you head on over uh, to one of these um, athletic events because it's filled. But make sure you come correct and you got to go by Alumni Hall to get your latest and greatest officially licensed Alabama gear. So make sure you're geared up for all these big events, whether it's a hat, hoodie, polo, you name it. They've got it right there in Midtown Village at Alumni Hall. If you're not local, no worries. You can always go to alumnihall.com and order whatever you like. they got the two for 30 deals on tees. they got baseball jerseys, all type of jerseys. Make sure you go check them out now. Again, that's Alumni Hall, Alumni Hall. Dot com or the Ultimate Crimson Tide Fan Shop. Um, you know, another, another thing I was going to mention to you is former Alabama quarterback, A.J. McCarron. I think this was like yesterday or maybe the day before. Yeah, I was just reading that. The yeah. Battle Hawks, St. Louis Battlehawks. Yeah, well, check this out, though, because remember, he, he was playing with the Battlehawks last year. He got signed by the Bengals, right? Mm -hmm. He got signed by the Bengals uh, midway through the season or, you know, the, 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 towards the end of the season, whenever it was, back on the practice squad and you know, I mean, as a backup quarterback, you're making good money in the NFL, but he requested to be released by the Bengals so he could rejoin the St. Louis Battlehawks. And I don't know if you remember last season, but he actually talked about how appreciative he was for the Battlehawks. He Battle was the highest Hawks. paid, though, in that league, too, right? He, yeah, I think he probably was the highest paid. And he was, honestly, he was probably one of the highest performers. I was looking at Ryan Fowler's tweet 
And uh, he set an XFL record throwing 24 touchdowns. He led the league with 68.8% completion rate, uh, ranked second with 203 completions, had 2150 passing yards. So that being said, it, it, he had an interview where he talked about how appreciative he was just to be able to play, right? And I know we talk about, you know, being a backup quarterback in the league is one one of the best gigs you can have because you're getting paid so much money to hold a clipboard and just sling the ball around at practice. But he embraces playing football, and I think he knows. He's starting to get up there. I actually ran into him, forgot what game it was uh, he was in attendance for this year, and I was calling the game on the sideline. I spoke to him briefly, and I asked him kind of what his plans were. And he said, yeah, man, he still wants to play. So, um, yeah, and I, he, basically what he was saying was his – he enjoys that his kids get to see their dad play football, right? And if he's, you know, in that backup role at Cincinnati, um, yeah, he's in the, in the National Football League, but his kids don't really get the luxury to see him go out there and really spin it. And uh, he gets to do that with the Battle Hawks. And he's been doing that at a high level, man. And um, I think that says a lot about him and just, you know, his passion for the game, that he'd rather uh, go down to the UFL just so he can play football than, than be uh, – a backup with the Bengals. So I, I just was curious your thoughts. So do you think you ever would do something like that? If you were in the tail end of your career, you know, you played eight, nine years in the league. <laughs> I know you're laughing, but I'm saying like, said, say so me and CJ could go watch you play a little bit because you did have that comeback. You were coaching that arena team and you suited up trying to kind of get some more fan engagement or whatever you did that for and play quarterback. But I'm saying, would you say if the XFL came calling, would you say, man, I might go suit up for the XFL or the UFL now a couple years just so, so my kids and my family can come actually watch me play because right now I'm just – I'm only doing special teams duty. I'm not playing any snaps, whatever. Even that's a little bit different than back at quarterback. Would you ever do that? Oh, no, 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 let me say you're a quarterback because that's not a good comparison. Yeah, if yeah. I mean, playing quarterback is different because I, I did that. You're right. I, when I was a GM for XFL, uh, uh, arena, arena football, football team. Yeah, folks that didn't know. Uh, here in Columbia, South Carolina, and then I did something stupid. I'd been retired for three, four years that I was going to make a comeback, and the press got a hold of it just for one game, and instead of playing linebacker, which, you know, I, I, I said, I'm going to play quarterback. And, <laughs> and so people that, you know, that don't know, I mean, I could play quarterback. Uh, oh, okay, hold on, now. hold on now. Who won the game? Who won the game that night? You, you, Me. You got clean, too, dude. I, well, that's part of the game. But I don't mind taking a hit. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I scored, I threw, what, three touchdowns that game? And we and I ran one in. Yeah, and we beat Jacksonville. Ice bags all over the I did. That was the worst mistake ever. I mean, but I came back just to show these quarterbacks who played college ball that I could play quarterback even in my mid-30s better than they could because they absolutely was trash at the time. So, uh, but it was, a, it, was a, it was a media, you know, it was one of those moves to get people come out, people that came, that came out and bought tickets and had a good time. But anyway, well, if I was playing quarterback and I know that, knew that, hey, playing, being a backup now in the league, NFL, and, you know, kids are old enough that I want to actually go out there and play Maybe. I mean, A.J. McCarron, just to give you an idea, in his years in the National Football League, made about $15 million. $15 million. Now, um, taxes and all, we know, whatever, still a lot of money. Right. Right? The XFL pays, I believe, about $60,000. He was so it's making, not even... No, but he was making, I think he was the highest paid. You said he was like, he was like over 100 I believe. I, I thought, but whatever. But still, but that's a about, big to be decrease. fair. That, that's closer, no. But I thought I thought that until I remembered. 
He was he on practice squad when he was in, when, in Cincinnati. He started on practice squad and I think got bumped up because of Joe Burrow injury or something. But anyway, I'm, I'm just saying the money is pra- just... practice squad salary has increased. I think I, I have to go back and look. Absolutely, it's probably around like six figure salary. No, it is, but it used to be like. A hundred. Now I feel like it's probably closer to two hundred, and it's probably even more for veterans. I've, I, what I'm saying is, why has got a little answer for it? It's twelve thousand per week for a total of two hundred sixteen thousand dollars over eighteen weeks. That's right. So there, thank you, Wise. I was about to say I knew it was around two hundred now. So so two hundred sixteen thousand. My God, almost be, a quarter of a million dollars just he, to practice take, three days a week. That's absolutely ludicrous. No, it's great though. But I'm saying so. Really, put me he's, on he's the probably, practice squad for twenty five years. Yeah, yeah dude. You you think you could go and be on the practice squad? I can go right now and take shots and get get Cut and then be out. a three tech. Y'all don't well you don't play no more. But people don't hit. They don't tackle. It's not physical. Yes, I could do it, bro. If just, I got wait, get myself wait, 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 in wait. shape, bro, bro. Wait, just because they they limit certain contact rules in terms of how many days. Bro, y'all not hitting. I went three years when you did at the pan. Y'all did nothing. There was very seldom any kind of hitting. What are you it saying? Was, it just, was thudding. There was no oh tackling to the ground. That was just like, you know, getting your position. If you got force, meaning you got to stay outside, cut it back, make it cut back in. Yeah, but here's the animation question. Training camp animation was course. different now. We, no, we, we, we had some periods where we, we look. Soft. I, okay. See, so, yeah, so now everything's soft now because when he did it, it was yes. so. Okay. I'll get a little. It is. No, I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not. Look, I'm not delusional. I know y'all definitely had way more physical practices. Y'all's schedule was a lot different. It was a lot more demanding physically, 100%. But you can't sit here and say, like, they're playing flag football right now. Bro, it is Two in touch. Hey, you have lost your mind. The Steelers still go full tackle. Not every team go, but that's to prevent injuries, though. Yeah, but they can't do but the, the rule. The collective bargaining rule it states limits that the you can only tackle. You can, you can go full pass. That's one day. You got to be off and, and be nothing the next. Y'all what have you, rules you now in place. Did you just post about how much arthritis and all this stuff you got? after I, Absolutely. Visit? Yeah, so I got well, a lot, so lot more to go. Them, why are you mad about them limiting contact and practice? Again, my thing is limit the contact. Well, but at least I'm able to get disability for it. <laughs> They're gonna be able to get this disability now too, man. <laughs> this too. No, I'm just kidding. Listen, let me just answer this question. We've got to get a break. Our first break I, for the kids. For maybe if it's quarterback, but H no, H no. If you talking about playing in the trenches in the position where we talking about hitting, and I'm gonna go for four million or two, even a quarter of a million to sixty thousand. No way. Kids, y'all got YouTube. Y'all got every kind of thing now. You can watch me live. I mean, you can just like you watching the game at practice. Just film it. No, I don't know what AJ McCarron is thinking. You don't know. I mean, said, I thought you said quarterbacks different. You you don't you don't agree with that? I don't care, bro. You better make that money while he you can wants make to that play, money though. But he actually wants to go out there and spin. Well, then go beat somebody out. Come on, I man. mean, because when you're really? playing, let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. The competition is like college and NA, like this is like SEC and NAIA. Hold on, no, no, no. Listen, hold on. Now, I would not yeah, say no, no. I've, I've talked to guys that played in the USFL. Mm, I watched. No, we'll, we'll ask Bo. You watch, Bo. Let's ask Bo Scarborough. I'll ask Bo. Bo Bo's a good player playing the league, but, but the overall saying, competition is SEC. Is that type of disparity? Come I on, I wouldn't say SEC NAI. I would say maybe SEC to uh, whatever conference somebody like. Uh, 
maybe uh, Western Carolina. That's not NAI. That's above NAI. NAI. Well, he talking about like you know. I'm just, no, I'm just saying. I look, look. I'm, I asked Bo, and I remember he said, "No." Nah. I mean, he said, "There's, there's some good players, and you got you, you should know this." In the NFL, you only got 53 roster spots. Now you got a, 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 a higher number it. guys. In the I get I understand that. So there, but there, they there's don't, some they guys don't. that can play ball. There's just not enough room but for But they're not league. signing them guys. They're signing guys that's trying to make it to the league. They're signing guys like Ruben Foster should be in the league. Oh, for sure. Right. But there's a few players that can play in the league. I'll, you know, no, no, but no, I'll say this. I'll say this. So I think the biggest drop in talent to me is the quarterbacks. Honestly, I, I, too. I, I think that's the biggest difference, in my opinion. Yeah, so A.J. McCain can go to the line, XFL and be the best player. He knows that. Yeah, that's, he gets to actually play. Think about it. He was a, Because you know, you're playing against JV shorter. competition. No, but I— All right, let's hit a break. Let's hit a break. <laughs> let's continue this conversation. I wouldn't do it. I'm sorry. Not one for the money and two just— Competition. We gotta hit a break. Why it's been playing out too long. We apologize. We'll continue this conversation. Love to get your thoughts. 205-342-9904 or download that free app Tide One. Nutrition. You can help. Fifty dollars provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to nine seven six four six. Tide one hundred point nine. Tuscaloosa weather. A very mild afternoon, a mix of sun and clouds, the high 69. Becoming cloudy tonight, the chance of a few scattered rain showers. Colder after midnight, the low 36. Tomorrow, cold and breezy, the sky mostly cloudy, the high 47. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 66 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Twenty-one. Happy Friday, everybody. We all working for the weekend. No doubt about that. Looking forward to a wonderful weekend. We're talking about the XFL, former Tide, two-time national championship quarterback, A.J. McCarron, uh, headed back to play with St. Louis. Um, Christian asked me the question, would I have done it back in the day? The answer is an emphatic no. I wouldn't take a pay cut. Now, he's made $15 million. I mean, he's made a lot of money, basically been a backup quarterback in the NFL. That's one of the best jobs that there is in the National Football League, to be honest with you. He's a backup quarterback, you know, oh, yeah. a clipboard guy that you chart the plays, and, you know, now you're making millions of dollars. I mean, so you, that's what you got to do. Or you, know, you get a chance to start to get hurt, and you go in there and play four or five good games, somebody's going to sign you, and then you get a, a you know, $20, $25 million contract, and you don't even have to pan out. You're good to go for life. That's yeah. just the way it works. But I would not do it. I think the competition is is, is okay. I think that lead is that league it should be for guys that is looking for an opportunity to to get to the National Football League. It should be uh, a league for an opportunity like a guy who's been on our show like Ruben Foster that we know who's a first round pick for the 49ers and had his situations there with the knee, you know injuries to off the field stuff whatever. Um, to get back in the league, which I think he needs to be. He, he proved that last season um, coming off that injury, I guess, with Washington. So that, to me, is what that league is for. Now, I know it's good for the league to get a name uh, like A.J. McCarron that people can, you know, familiarize themselves with and say, hey, I want to go to the games. They do have a guy that can play. Uh, but, but they don't really want to go see guys with, 
you know, a bunch of no-names. I mean, that's why it's great when you, if you can get a guy like an old guy, you know, that has played to play, like a exactly. Terrell Owens, like a Chad Ochocinco. Whoa, you know, that's dudes a like that. Old, well, not now, but oh. I'm just saying, you know, back in the day to get guys kind of like that that wanted to play, and even for them, that wasn't ready to hang up the cleats to get in there and say, okay, hey, shoot, let me go and play in this league, even though the competition is very, uh, you know, suspect. Right. But it's still football. And you know me, I'd say all the time, I love, I love football. I'm a purist, okay? I watch all kinds of football. I stay up and watch Pac-12 at night. I watch Washington at night. I watch Kalen the Boy at night. Um, I watch those games that went, came on at 10, 10.30 and went off at 2 because um, I love football. But... You know, good for him. I understand with his family, his kids, uh, that's definitely honorable what he's doing. But, you know, f- for me to make $60,000 and I done made $15 million to say I want to play, I mean, I can just play with him in the backyard. It's about the same thing. But, but, but okay, but let me, let me give you this side of things. All right. He, he, for the most part, had been a backup for his career in the NFL, which is, like you said, totally fine. I mean, that, that's, that's part of it. Um, and he definitely played in, 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 you know, many games. But I'm just saying, realistically, majority of it was in that backup role. And so he's probably yearning to actually get out there and play quarterback. And that's why I'm saying, to me, it makes sense. I mean, again, let's see what year AJ is on because I know uh, he been there a while. Yeah, he's been in been in the league a while. I'm just saying, realistically, for this upcoming season. So AJ's 33, so he's probably probably at least nine years in in the NFL. But what I'm getting at is, dude, he's been holding a clipboard most of that time. He wants to actually play football and have his kids be able to enjoy it. And um, look, and it, honestly, it seemed like he was having so much fun last year, like when he was playing. He seemed like he had a ton of fun. I don't blame him because the salary of a practice squad, like why it just brought up, was like two hundred sixteen thousand dollars. He's getting more than that $60,000 salary. So he's probably in the six-figure range. So say, we'll just say he's getting like one fifteen. Say it's like a $100,000 difference. I don't blame him taking a $100,000 pay cut to actually be able to play some football and have fun. Because technically, the season in, the, in the, the UFL also is going to end. And he could do the same thing. He could play in the UFL, and then he could get picked back up uh, mid-season or something like that. So... Anyway, I just thought I thought that was interesting, and uh, I thought that was good for him, man. I, I think it is, like you said, really big for that league to have players like that. My only thing I'll disagree with you on, I know you said it, it needs to be a league just for guys looking for that opportunity to make the NFL, like a guy like Slade Bolden. It was Slade Bolden, he just ended up signing in the UFL, I believe. Um, he, right, I like that. Yeah, you know, a guy that, so he spent, you know, first year in Baltimore training camp, but had a good year but got hurt. Then he was uh, not on a roster the, that whole year. Then this past year, he was, I think it was at, with Atlanta. So, uh, same kind of deal. You know, had a, had a decent training camp, but then didn't get signed on a team. So he's going to try again, right? Guys like there's some guys that want, they're going to keep going so they, they get that opportunity. That's great. But at the same time, I think it also should be a league for guys that are almost on their way out as well, like you mentioned. And I think that's a good combination of it because then you got a lot of young, hungry guys that are going for those opportunities. But you also got guys with some name and some relevancy that are kind of on their way out and people want to go see them play. And so I think I wouldn't just say it's only that league for the the young up-and-comers. I think I like the blend of both. I want more guys uh, that are a little more familiar in that league because I think that will drive up the viewership and I think that'll make it a lot more entertaining because sometimes when you're watching it and you don't know the players, you're kind of like, it's not as, you know, enticing to watch. So um, just wanted to to bring that up. But uh, the other thing I was going to ask you about 
uh, was Michigan's defensive back. They have a safety named Keon Sapp who entered his name in the portal. Uh, it was a pretty solid player. I think he had like two picks last year. Uh, definitely, ha we have we have holes on this roster. Caleb Downs, most notably, leaving via the transfer portal, heading to Ohio State. Right, you got Malachi Moore returning. Devontae Smith, the guy's been in the program. But other than that, um, it's pretty much wide open. Do you think Alabama goes after a guy like this? Do you remember Courtney Morgan and several other people on this staff? I believe have ties to Michigan. This would be a key piece. Do you, how active do you think Alabama is going to be going after a guy like Keon Sab? I don't know if you know too much about him. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't know a ton about the kid, but again, it, he's all he, he's you know a guy with a lot of experience, has some good stats at least, or solid stats. Twenty eight tackles, two interceptions, um, and and feels it feels a, 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 a need here. Do you see Alabama going after him? I think Alabama needs to go after somebody like that. I don't know if he's the answer or not. Or, you know, of course, the general manager, Courtney Morgan, is a guy that uh, we need to get on the show for sure. And um, talk to him about, you know, I don't know. Is that what they're looking for? Is that the type of corner, you know, with this new uh, uh, Womack defense? Is that the type of corner that he fit the bill, what you're trying to do defensively? Um so I do know they have to fill those voids. I do know that they have to go after or somebody like that to um, come in, and if not to be a starter, but to be a backup, to be a fifth corner, you know, whatever it may be. I think they need to uh, try to fill that void. I, you know, and again, I think for me now, it's just waiting to see what happens to them uh, in the spring, How that, what, what is that going to look like? And then when the portal reopens, you know, I think we get an idea of what, what they're going to try to do. But I, I expect that the edge rusher, I expect that secondary is going to be on the, the on the top of the list of importance, right, of, um, you know, filling some void. Because right now, you're talking about not just being a starter, but more importantly, depth. Yeah, you definitely need depth. Yeah, and, this, and this guy's like a safety. I think he's like 6'1", 6'2", like 200-pound range. Uh so with that size, I mean, you talk about you mentioned Kane Womack's system. He probably could could play a you know a number of roles in this defense in that secondary, you know, because he's got good good length, you know, and 200 pounds, good size. So I'm sure they could probably move him around. I wouldn't be shocked if he's on Alabama's radar. We'll have to see. But as we know, in this day and age, you're going to have to be active uh, with some NIL if you're going to pursue guys like that. You know, he just came off of winning a national championship. There's probably going to be other teams. I wouldn't be surprised if Georgia. Is interested as well, so we'll have to see why. What you got from him? I feel like you, you got I just, some. I just pulled up his Michigan uh, little bio here. He appeared in 14 games last season and made five starts. Uh, he contributed to – he started the national championship game against Washington and broke up two passes and had six total tackles in that ball game. So a little bit Whoa. of film if you're interested in watching it. Yeah, well, I'll have to go back Yeah, we're going to check that out. Well, now that, that – that. Tells That's me a little bit more. That means Kalen DeBoer is going to have a lot of familiarity with him, right? Because, yeah, uh, you know, having to scheme a guy like that, and it seems like he played pretty daggone well against Washington in the national championship game. So that may add a little bit of something, something to it. And, and he's familiar with Kalen DeBoer's offense and who he faced in the national championship. So maybe uh, if, if you're Morgan, one of the jobs of GM is getting to know guys and, and, and filling that whole situation out. I'm pretty sure they've been doing that already. Uh, because he's a guy that seems like got the size. You want a bigger, more physical corner that can can be um, uh, aggressive and, and, and run defense on the outside, especially when you're playing things like cover two. They like to play a lot of zone, you know, so your corner's going to have to be very effective in coming up and run support. So, yeah, um, that makes a lot more sense. I'm definitely going to uh, uh, 
watch his tape and, and see what I think about him. So we'll see. But I know they got to be pretty active. I think they got a lot of positions to fill and for depth and then and, and even starters. So uh, to me, who this team is going to be will tell me a lot based on what they do when the portal opens back op- open. Yeah. No, I agree. Open back up. Excuse me. I said that right. I agree. Um, how about let's take a quick break real quick and then we come back. I'd uh, uh, be Go curious to hear what um, your thoughts on the Ryan Grubb interview. I also got to listen to that. Maybe we'll get Wyatt to pull that up and we can open back up with that. Because uh, I'll be honest, after hearing him talk at the podium, kind of made it seem like that Seattle Times, Washington, or the Seattle Times, uh, whatever it was, uh, article, um, seemed like they might have been kind of stretching some things. And it, it made me kind of have to rethink of uh, kind of what we originally thought. <laughs> right. Which, you which, think I, so? I'm just saying, I mean, it... it his the response that came out of his mouth in terms of the timing and how things went down mm-hmm. didn't really line up with that article, which we said could have been the case. That article might not have been you know 100 accurate. So let's uh, let's take a quick timeout and then come back with the Ryan Grubb audio from his interview with the Seattle Seahawks after being named offensive coordinator. You're listening to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 12:30 a.m. WTBC. We are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art sport experts. Remember, if you're in any type of pain, foot pain, knee pain, back pain. Go get fitted for those premium art sports right now. Head on over to the Good Feet Store in Midtown Village. You can always go to goodfeet.com to find the nearest location to you and schedule an appointment. Again, that's Good Feet, improving the quality of people's lives two feet at a time. We'll be right back after a quick timeout. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this state. Are you receiving unemployment, your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And welcome back into the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 a.m. WTVC. Presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art sport experts. We're talking about that Ryan Grubb interview uh, from his his press conference after being named the offensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, why do we have that pulled up? Let's uh, let's let's hear what Ryan Grubb had to say regarding uh, the process of being hired from Alabama. Again, he's here just several weeks, but um, let's hear what he had to say uh, about being hired by the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, you know, I thought about that process a lot of times, honestly. So. I think just in the situation we were in made it tougher. Um, just that he was getting getting it started out in Alabama and, you know, wanted to be there for him. But, you know, I knew this is what ultimately that I wanted to do if the right situation came up. 
Uh, you know, the timing is, is so difficult to really describe. So I think that was the hardest part was being in that position where the timing wasn't going to be perfect. And I think in this industry, the people that are in it, uh, you just know that the timing is never going to be perfect. So best possible scenario, you know, you'd love those timelines to marry up a little bit better. Um, and obviously, you know, that was the hardest part, honestly. We, we knew this day would come for sure, and I'm, I'm excited for Kalen. I know he's going to do a phenomenal job down in Alabama, and, and uh, I know he's excited for me for this opportunity. Ryan, you had made it pretty clear that you wanted the UW job and you wanted to stay here. Had you reconciled that you were going to be in Tuscaloosa at, at any point in this process that it was set that you were going to be Yeah, there? no, that was, uh, that's where I was. You know what I mean? That was uh, that was really the the point was to take the job down there and be the offense coordinator, and and nothing was set here. You know, Mike was going through his process and trying to make the best decisions he could for uh, the Seahawks, and so nothing was set. And so I had to keep moving forward with the job that I had taken, and that was the Alabama offensive coordinator job. So uh, yeah, I just had to trust the process and and know that it would end up the right way. That was Ryan Grubb uh, sharing his thoughts on kind of how it all unfolded. And uh, I thought it was interesting uh, why, just because there was, I don't know if you, did you read that Seattle Times article or did you see it? Yeah, I'd read it, said that they kind of. We're trying to wait till the window was over, that he was already yeah, on the radar. Yeah, cooperated on that effort. Yeah, well, and, and so after hearing that uh, from him, you know, that, that doesn't seem like it was the case. It, it seems like. You know, yeah, there was interest, but, you know, he took the job here and he fully expected to be here. And um, kind of like we said, you know, he, he was doing his job um, because that's where he was at. Right. Nothing really was set. So um, that's why you always try to always hear it from the person themselves. That's why I try to be slow to just believe everything I'm reading, because to me, I'm like, that was a little I mean, even just as a journalist putting that out there, I mean, that's little risky saying stuff like that because that really does not look good from the you know if, if i'm a recruit or a player and i read that article and i'm like well damn that he just basically said yeah he knew what he was doing and the past several weeks he's sitting there me with me looking me in my face telling me you know give me a game plan but in the back of his head he's like just counting the days down till he's back in seattle but luckily that wasn't the case it seems yeah it seemed like that wasn't the case and you know it I, I, that hurts journalist credibility 100 yeah. percent. now that uh you know grubs come out and said yeah i know that wasn't really exactly what happened but i, yeah. I was interested to see because i believe a couple days literally like a day or two before that another story had come out about austin mack and he had really highlighted Ryan Grubb and his uh, his ability. So I thought it was kind of interesting that that kind of happened in back-to-back days. Yeah. And then I also saw, I think Austin Mack put something out just saying, like, you know, he's happy for Grubb, but, you know, we're going to keep rolling. I don't and, give a piss about nothing but the tie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So he seems to be locked in. And, and, and that, that lines up. You know, I think everybody kind of had an idea that Coach Grubb was highly sought after, not just by the Seahawks. It seems like he had several uh, options, whether it was, you know, other – coaching jobs in, in college or whatnot. But, um, again, I, I think it, it, it makes sense how everything's kind of uh, gone down. But it's good to hear from him and hear his thoughts uh, regarding the situation. I, I, I did briefly pull up that national championship game. And just from the first series or two, got some okay things about uh, – I forgot the guy's name, the Michigan safety that's in the portal. Keon Sab. Keon Sab, yeah. Well, the first play I see of him on there, he missed the tackle. So he was the guy that – uh, in that first play, they dump it to the flats. Number three comes up. He misses that tackle, and they get the first down. 
Um, which again, everybody has plays. But then I, I noticed another play. He's kind of a tackle. We don't want. Oh God, here we go. See, I, he's back. I, I should have known. I should have known he would <laughs> rock and rolling, and then uh, we don't want him. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, I didn't no, but I, y'all are so me. You and Wyatt are sitting. I'm listening, right? I'm, I'm well, just. No, I, I, know, I know you have. I'm to getting my seat. office set up. I was, you know, I was here. about to say I was giving you a chance to to to, to go yeah. do what you had to do, but but. No, I'll say though. Then the, it's not just that missed tackle, but then a few plays later, uh, they, they they basically ran the ball up the middle. He's again, he's he's playing like a free safety, and he was real hesitant on coming up and run support. And then he kind of like last minute, kind of just like throws himself in there after two other people start corralling the guy. What I'm getting at is he doesn't really look like a physical tackler, um, which you know a lot of DBs aren't nowadays. But at the safety spot, he's definitely going to be more of a free safety if if, if he's not going to want to get physical like that. However, he seems to be able to you know break up passes and to be a little bit better in the coverage side of things. So that's kind of what I gather. Just and again, very limited. I literally just looked at that for like two minutes, but I was like, dang, well, not quite a tackler. But you know who I think could step up and who could be more of that physical safety that we're not really talking about is Tony Mitchell. I don't know if that I don't know if you are too familiar with him. I mean you probably are about the the off field incident. I hate to bring that up, but I mean that, that unfortunately that's kind of how he got started here. He was the, the the young man that signed here, then he was at like spring break and then unfortunately got in trouble uh getting pulled over. The the high speed thing. You, do you know what I'm talking about? Remember that story? I remember the story, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Did. So but so he kind of got started on on a tough note here, but he, he did what he had to do. He was disciplined. and He's uh, back. They let, yeah, let him back on the team. But quietly behind the scenes, he had been really developing nicely like in practices and, and whatnot. He had been playing some good football. And I believe that he could be a guy, again, you know, we, we've got openings in the secondary. You know, not as many people are talking about him because, again, he was kind of the doghouse last season, kind of working behind the scenes. But he's a, he's a guy who, coming out of high school, I mean, he was regarded as a five-star on some mm-hmm. services, uh, he's a, a physical player. He's a bigger guy. He's 6'2", 205, I believe. At least he was on one of these things he's listed at. So I think he really could end up stepping up. I mean, he, he's 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 a very versatile player as well. And I, I think that that's somebody that we're not really talking about but could end up stepping up. Plus, I mean, it seems like this might be a little fresh start for him. You know, I'm not saying that he wouldn't have had that with Coach Saban. You know, he worked his way, you know. But I'm just saying, you know, you got a fresh coach, a new coach, new system, new scheme. It kind of seems like maybe this could be a situation brewing that could be helpful uh, from somebody like him. So I want to go back because I didn't get a chance when you know, Ryan Grubb was speaking. You said to tease at the break mm-hmm. that you felt like the whole Seattle Times article about, you know, the time frame, Ryan Grubb, the 30-day window, when the announcement came on that 30th day that we was heading, headed to Seattle. We never really talked about this whole stuff and was this a conspiracy you know, I mentioned it uh, when it when it when he left. I did mention that because I alluded to that. That um, well, I kind of mentioned that article. You want me to read what, it real quick? Just to yeah, remind. let's go back just kind of so, remind people what was said because I don't think a lot of people remember. So the Seattle Times had put out an article like right after Ryan Grubb was announced to to take the job with the Seahawks, and basically the gist of it. Well, I'm uh, I'm just gonna read it. Though the Seahawks had interest in Grubb from the start, one reason for waiting to make the hire official was to allow a 30-day window for Alabama players to enter the transfer portal to pass. Nick Saban announced he was retiring as Alabama's coach, opening a 30-day window, but the window passed on Saturday. Again, remember, Ryan Grubb, I think, was announced, or the reports came out, was it Friday night or Friday afternoon, whenever it was, 
There have been also been rumors that Scott Huff, who was UW's offensive line coach in 2022 and 23, followed the board Alabama, could now follow Grub to Seattle. So they were right about that part, that last part. But the first half, that, that was a little kind of eye-opening, basically accusing Ryan Grubb in Seattle that of waiting to announce this hire until the, the portal closed. Because the timing did, like I said, I mean, the portal closed Saturday, and this was kind of, the announcement started coming Friday night, I believe is when I sent, it, sent the article to you. So right. what were your thoughts on that? Are you, are you still not buying it after the press conference? I, I don't think, you know, here's what I know about the NFL. Um, they're not going to Care make about this type window. of thing like a, from a time. No, that's not going to happen. Right. Um, now, could it have been just from DeBoer and Grub situation to where he said, man, hey, you know, I know that there's interest there. We know, remember Greg Burns said they knew all along for a while, weeks, perhaps that uh, there were opportunities for Ryan Grubb to take said job, whether it be Seattle or somewhere else. Um, I think he wanted the Washington job. He just didn't get it. Um, but I, I think that could have been something. I think as, you know, wink, wink, friend, handshake, friend, hey, you know, if you're going to take this job, then that's kind of, you know, I know coaches that are, that's not like this, this stuff doesn't happen. I mean, I think when people say, nah, this is not, I don't think the NFL has anything to do with it. I think it was if anything, it would have been said like, just my opinion here, guys, that, hey, if you feel like you and your wife want to take this job and if it's offered to you, you know, then this time frame is important because they had the mass exodus and people got mad at me for saying exodus, um, which it was. Um, and then you want to say, hey, how can we preserve more players? I mean, that's part of it. I mean, I, and I, I'm not crazy enough not to think that you just, you know, Ryan Williams just signed and and now the coordinator's gone. Yeah, and people, it's easy. And it, to me, it's lazy, absolutely lazy when someone says, well, it's somebody's offense or somebody's defense. That's part of the truth. Right? Ryan Grubb is a guy that he calls his plays. He is the guy. He is the, he is the guy that generates the offense. Now, does he go and uh, refer to the coach, situations during the game, things like that? Absolutely. But Ryan Grubb is the guy, so don't like think that by him not being at Alabama that this is not a problem. It is. Nick Saban, yeah, it was his defense, and he had many coaches, and we've seen some coaches did better than others, but yet it was Nick Saban's defense because you still delegate that authority to the coordinator. Most of the time. So Ryan Grubb, which everybody said that I heard nationally, locally, how how good, how awesome this man was as a coordinator. But then when he decided to leave, it's like some of them same people would say, well, this, well, you know, don't really matter. Don't really matter because this is, you know, Caleb DeBoer's defense, offense, excuse me. No, 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 no. It does matter. This is a huge loss. And, of course, you have more importantly off the line, probably even greater. So my point is, I don't think it was to the magnitude of what the Seattle, Seattle Times was saying, like there was some kind of crazy NFL and Grub and Alabama conspiracy on the 30-day. I'm not buying that. But I'm not crazy enough <laughs> to say, well, could 
Grub and Kayla Nabor might have said, hey, let's, can you wait and known about this job two weeks ago? I can believe that based on what Greg Burns said, that they knew that this potentially was going to happen. So I'm not opposed to, to, to not to think that maybe, you know, but at the same time, I don't blame them. I would have been like that too. Hey, bro, if you're going to boat, if you're Audi 5000, can, you know, is the situation to do get time? Just, I would have done that to preserve some of my players and my roster and my team. Absolutely. And it's not just Alabama. Teams will do that. Coaches will do that. Here's the other thing. I don't trust any coach. I don't think any of us should. Mm. They'll sit there and tell you they're not going somewhere and then be gone the next day. Coaches lie. Now, all of a sudden, we we believe coaches when they say certain things or they get and say something in the press conference that I'm supposed to believe you, bro. Nah, it ain't going that way. Because coaches tell lies. Right? <laughs> That's just what they do. They tell you what you want to hear. I mean, to be they fair, don't care. Coach Saban literally said he, he, Coach Saban lied. he, he said, I, I couldn't lie anymore. <laughs> he didn't say right. that. Yeah, I mean, that's, kinda, that's kind of, you know what I mean? Because he was like, well, technically, because he told, I forgot who it was. They're saying like he told somebody, yeah, I'll, you know, I plan to be here, you know, next three, four years. Then technically he ended up not because he retired. So that's what he was saying. Like, yeah, I, I couldn't keep. He had a lot. He had a lot of families. He had a lot of kids. He know what him and Miss Terry was talking about. You got to tell lies. You ain't going to sit there and tell the five-star Ryan Williams, well, we're talking about it. Right. <laughs> hey, I want you to come play for my team. You, you, gonna, you know, the rumor is other coaches use this against you, right? We already always heard that. Well, you know, we, 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 we're talking about it. That's, that's about a set chance I'm not coming back. He say that nobody's yeah, coming to Alabama. I would use for the word for him. I'd probably say he just probably wasn't as transparent. Just because wasn't it, honest. No, no. Because I was. I'll say well, when he recruited me. I mean, he, he's very transparent. He he tells the truth. No, but, no. He he keep it real. Yeah, but, he keeps it real. But, but it's but, still lying. But, but, I mean, no, but with that it. part, yeah, he probably when he's saying like, yeah, I plan on being there. Technically, that's probably he probably did plan on it, but realistically, he knew it kept kind of creeping in, getting closer and closer to that yeah. time. But you're I'm right, just though, not going to believe right, in no. the coach. No, no you're right. Co coaches do. They say one thing and then things change. I mean, Lou, you got Sean Elliott, man. They don't even change. You, they they Sean know Elliott, these things what, are going to happen. That, well, okay. I'm going to talk about that in the next no, segment. Saying, because why would he leave at this time? That's crazy. He put, see what he, he did to the back. kids? That's, that's messed I up, love man. Sean. That's my boy. We that we, we you know we used to have a couple pops together back in the day. Yeah, well, he, listen. he screwed that program over. In the yeah, the whole program practice. had to shut down for the spring. That's what I'm telling you. That's when crazy. we When we and attack these kids for transferring, just take a step back and look at the line coaches and look at what they do. Do they care? Do they care about these kids' futures? Do they really? A lot of them don't. That's what I'm saying. We, we sit here and judge the kids all the time. And Isaiah Bond and offer listen, you can't be mad at them. This is what I was saying the whole time. You can't be mad at them because at the end of the day, the coaches for always, and they've been doing this, they do what they want to do, and there's no remorse, right? Sean Ellis just left. He came to my program, the University of South Carolina. Great hire for us. Great job by Shane Beamer bringing him in. But, boy, he hurt a lot of young men. Let's talk more about this. I know we got to hit a break. 205-342-9904. I hope some folks get in on this because I just love to hear what the fans think about this because this is the truth. Do you believe Kalen DeBoer because – or Ryan Grubb who said that they, you know, they want to up and up. Do you believe him? Maybe he's telling the truth. But I, I'm telling you, man, I have a hard time believing what coaches say because – I, I've been behind the scene. I'm with them. I understand. I know the truth when they come out. I hear the real, real, as they say. I don't know. 
But I don't believe the Seattle thing either that the NFL was involved in all this conspiracy of 30-day window. Nah, that ain't happening. Quick timeout. More to edge here on a free-for-all Friday. I just got my recliners in the office, guys. I'm going to do the second half of the show with my computer and lay back in the recliner. That's going to be awesome. We'll be back. Weekday mornings at 6 a.m., the Martin Houston Show. Join us for a Monday edition of the Martin Houston Show powered by Max Sports. We'll add Kennington Smith III of The Athletic to the conversation. We'll do a round the capstone segment as we look at Bama baseball, Bama basketball, as well as, of course, we'll keep our eyes on what's happening on the football field. We'll have a Manic Monday, and we want you to be a part of it. 205-342-9904. That's the $5 a line per month for four lines. Find us at straighttalk.com. For network management practices, visit straighttalk.com. Device offer ends 41424. Online only. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Taxes and fees apply. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very mild afternoon, a mix of sun and clouds, the high 69. Becoming cloudy tonight, the chance of a few scattered rain showers. Colder after midnight, the low 36. Tomorrow, cold and breezy, the sky mostly cloudy, the high 47. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 67 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Peace up, A-Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm not chewing in. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get to the phone lines? I have zero food in here with me. There's no I'm way. in the office. For sure. I'm not buying it. I'm not. We you got to have a snack. You got to have it. There's got to be I a don't snack. have any freaking thing is in it, here, but you gone? know what's next? It's got to be gone. No. No. You know what I was doing? I just, just licked my tooth. What? No way. Yeah. I don't have any food. I don't have any water. There's no tub- way you're lying. Beer. There's no way you're lying. You, you I'm, I can give you the I can give you the video tour, baby. I mean, it's all the shambles of everything. I need to see this new office. You I'll give you. I'll do a little video a little and text on, it to you. Let's, uh, let's, I can show you the whole thing because it's, it is the who didn't blowfish office. My office in their office, so you go see a lot of the records. What is it? But what I does that mean? Though? That's why I'm you confused. It's the office of like who didn't blowfish has an office here in Columbia, which where they were originated. Um, it's been here. Uh, the whole time, and uh, so the, their their main people that run the tours are Darius Rucker and Hootie the Blowfish, uh, run Money After the Masters, the golf event, which is a huge celebrity program, which has been going on for almost 30 years. Tiger Woods, Arnold Palmer, the big greats have all played in this tournament that I've been privileged to be a part of. Um, they, they operate out of our building here, and 
they had a nice office open up. I've been talking about you know, the office and doing the podcast and uh, the radio show and my miniature stuff. Well, um, I meet with my athletes could come here now. I got my own office and things I can meet with them uh, with NIL stuff. To, so it's right downtown. I got restaurants. I can just walk right the door and go to a nice Mediterranean restaurant, hamburger, whatever you want. I don't eat all that, but uh, I'm right down what we call Divine Street. And um, it's right down up from Five Points, which is kind of like the strip in Tuscaloosa. But we're further up where all the, the businesses are, which is a nicer part. So place called Shandon, which is one of the high-class uh, neighborhood areas in Columbia, South Carolina. So that's where my office is. But in here, they, uh, you know, I'll do a little video and show you that um, we got some you know, album covers and some Grammys, things up on the wall. Nice. Um, that, um, and then I'm putting all my football jerseys. I got your picture already up on the wall where you just sacked uh, the Clemson quarterback in that one year in New Orleans. Um, Kelly Bryant. You a picture of that. Kelly Bryant, yeah. I got that in here, and then the pictures and stuff I'm put up. So it's going to be cool. Got a nice big window. I'm going to have my radio system set up right here. My mic, built-in mic, everything's coming. So it's going to be nice. It's just kind of in here right now, but I got control of this whole forever. So it sounds outside. like I got I to let up on sometimes that I'm critical of the Gamecocks. I, so I don't want you to get kicked out of your office. So I'll, I'll be a little bit nicer. Uh, we, but we can handle the truth. That's the thing. Y'all y'all get all, get your panties in the water <laughs> by saying there's an exit. Then you tell me I'm not an Alabama fan all of a sudden. We accept the truth down here. We accept the truth. If it's bad, if it smells like poop, it's a daggum poop. That's just the way it is. Y'all need to get to hey, that I, point. I, I hate, no, I, I will say this. We, I have noticed there, there are there's a small majority of our, you know, a minority, excuse me, a little minority that we do have some fans that are a little overly sensitive. That if it's not what people want to hear, they they go in uproar. So you're not wrong, but every fan base has that. But, yeah, but I want to get back to that more of the, the, the coaches stuff and Sean Elliott because I, I, I'm i sick of coaches lying and what they're doing to these athletes. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that they had to cancel it's bad or business. postpone the spring game and the spring practice because the head coach is all of a sudden – Audi 5000 to go be a tight ends coach. You kidding me? What is wrong with college football? That's your guy, man. Get him on the show. Well, I, I want to take stuff. some phone calls, too. Let's get some stuff going. All right, quick timeout. Come back. We'll be live from Tuscaloosa, the very nice studios. My stuff is not like Skyland Boulevard, right? You ain't got the refrigerator and a big old dog downstairs protecting me. You know, I ain't got all that. I'm pulling them off. 24-7 U.S.-based customer service. It pays to discover. Limitations apply. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. The Alabama Securities Commission protects you from financial fraud. Anyone asking you for investment money must be licensed. You're careful with your money. Fraudsters aren't. Before you invest, call our hotline at 1-800-222-1253 to verify the licensing of the person making an offer and the product. Don't lose your hard-earned money. Learn to protect yourself at asc.alabama.gov. Paid for by the Investor Protection Trust and brought to you by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Coming up, Coming up on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Friday edition of The Game, presented by Brian Harden Construction. Free for all Friday. We're going to take your phone calls. Brent Beard's going to be a part of our program. We will feature the athletic director at the University of Alabama, Greg Burns, starting at 2 p.m. right here on The Game on Tide 100.9-1230. WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. 
WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Nick Cope. Two juveniles have been charged in the shooting at the Chiefs Super Bowl rally on Wednesday. A release from Jackson County Family Court said the two minors face gun-related and resisting arrest charges with additional charges expected to come as Kansas City police continue their investigation. Kansas City Star reports a hearing may be held to determine whether the juveniles can be tried as adults for charges including first-degree assault and murder. Taylor Swift donated $100,000 to the family of Lisa Lopez-Galvin, the woman killed in the shooting. Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is being suspended two games for violating the league's performance-enhancing substances policy. Violation is related to using a prescription medication without having a therapeutic use exemption. Reports say that Vegas is expected to release Garoppolo in mid-March before he's due a roster bonus of more than $11 million. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And welcome back. We're here on a Friday free for all. Hour number two on the way, Corey Miller, Christian Miller, and my man Wyatt on the mics on the 411 or whatever, on the wheels of steel. I think that's what he used to call it, on the wheels of steel, breaking it down. Like, Wyatt, what was that tune? That was pretty cool. I never heard that. That was a, that was California by Childish Gambino. I just picked a random song, and that, that's what it was. That was pretty neat. I mean, it's kind of the, all the different song. sounds and the different, you know, instruments that went into that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that, that was. I, I love myself some music, man. We should start uh, doing something cool, like on a Music Friday. Name that tune. <laughs> okay. As long as you're not, as long as it doesn't turn into you doing karaoke, I'm good, man. Oh God, two. I, I sent you the video. Yeah, of, I, I, I was uh, watching it. That's that's cool. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, that's not bad at all. That's nice. Uh, well, t- nice little. T- I'll tell you, man. You, you your old man trying to tell you and give you all this good information and and tell you the truth. Young man. Uh, he probably thought I was in some kind of shed or something outside. No, I didn't say that. I, I, I just said I wanted to see The Office. I mean, I hadn't heard anything about it until literally 30 minutes before the show started. So I just was curious. Let's head, uh, let's well, head. I, I got I got stuff coming. I got to get it all put up and pictures on it. It just kind of thrown around, but it's going to be nice. No, it looks good. Let's head to the phone lines. I feel bad. Uh, Tommy's been on here. We got KJ on here, too, and probably some more lineups. So let's, let's, let's go. Let's, let's, do, let's, 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 uh, let's get Tommy on here real I'm quick. I'm tired of talking. Start things off. Tommy. Welcome into the Miller's Edge. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. Wait a minute, Corey. You just told a lie. You're tired of talking. Come on, boy. Come on. I'm tired. That is, that, that's, I'm tired go. of talking. You know he loves to talk, Tom. He don't get tired of talking. All right, Tom, I'm not saying a word. Go ahead. I'm shutting up. Shutting up. All right, let me call my bucky. I got five minutes. You can't. Five bucks. No, you can't get no five minutes straight talk, Tom. You can't talk no, five minutes. No, I'm going to bet five said, bucks. You can't be quiet. I mean, you got to See, you didn't do it. I just could have won my five bucks. <laughs> God, you cost me money. 
Right. I'm going to be quiet for two and a half minutes and let you go. You go right now. Well, I mean, call the, that's my brother. Call the buggy. He said he's going to be quiet for two and a half minutes. But no. Um, well, no. Little coaches thing out in Seattle, I think his little, you know, the old saying, happy wife is a happy life. Mm. So I think that had a lot to do with it, too. So, I mean. Maybe. So he just don't like Alabama. I said, well, you know, I hear that from other fan bases, but I'm like, well, he turned Georgia down last year, and he turned A and M down. So you know, Ron Grubb. So you know, he turned I all those schools well. down. What? He turned all those schools down. Yes. Dang. Yeah, but what I was been told that he interviewed at Georgia after Alabama, he didn't take neither one of the jobs, and somebody said. Zimbo was going to pay him some money to come to A&M and he read the writing on the wall. Why do you think they got Bobby Petrino? I mean, no, I didn't want to go to A&M to be the offensive coordinator because that was a sinking ship fast. I mean, yeah. so that proved to be right. But, um, no, I had a, you blew my thing. I had a great thing for y'all. See, y'all were talking about young player and some former player playing in the USFL. I think y'all two need to make a comeback. I'll be your manager. Y'all try out for the Stallions. <laughs> y'all I, I might have a better the... chance of that than him right now, if we're being then, honest. When y'all argue after the game, we'll put a, a ring up and we'll have a wrestle match. So I'll sell a I'll be your manager. No, you missed that call, Chrissy. You missed that Tackle, Dad. <laughs> you slow it out. Get the lead out. Oh, it'd be great. We fell them. All right, my two and a half minutes are up. So give me my five dollars. You can Venmo it, cash no, out, no. Matter of fact, you was only two minutes because I had the time on the. Oh, I ain't your watch. It's I ain't trusting watch. your watch. It's my uh, how I make this is if it never fails, so don't doubt my time on my stove. <laughs> okay. Now let me let me let me respond to something you said about a happy wife and a happy life. Yeah. Right. So uh-huh. what you're trying to say, Mama, because he he's married to the sister, right? Yes. Yeah. So sounds like the sister don't like the South. Maybe she has. Maybe she heard some some kind of. I mean, man, let's just be honest with you. Yeah. I, I did hear this. I didn't want to bring it up when all this. I did hear that she, the whole South and the interracial marriage situation, which we know Sarkeesian's interracially married, right? Um, hey, he's at Alabama. You know how many have been doing? I'm pretty sure. Uh, so why would they? Why, but but some people still Jamarcus, have that Jamarcus, mystique. Jamarcus Shepard's wife is white. That's interracial. The, uh, who else is on the new staff? All right. I ain't but but the that. people did say, but that's what maybe if she's the not woman didn't want to come here, to the south. If she's not from down here. She might have heard, you know, just you know, stereotypes, whatever it is. But if I, if I'm being honest with you, I don't think that's the whole deal. They might just like Seattle. You know what I mean? Maybe they. Just, well, Seattle is, is kind of different for all that kind of stuff. Seattle is is a complete 180 from from anything. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Man, yeah, I had nothing to do house. about the. I mean, I did hear that crap. I, if, if that's the case, that's just unfortunate. Because, I mean, that's just... Honestly, if some people just like the Pacific Northwest. Some people like living up north. Some people like living down south. I mean, it's... I, it honestly, might have been some people just don't like moving. Alabama is great. <laughs> some people Alabama, just don't want to move. I, I, I tell people... I mean, but the mystique is there about Alabama, about Mississippi. When I go play it's the golf tournament, my friends play. South. It's something that people... In, I'm in South Carolina. I'm sitting there going like... This is one of the most backwards peoples here that I've ever seen. 
Like, why do y'all think Alabama is such a weird place if you if you uh, you know minority? I mean, and I tell them how all the time how nice Tuscaloosa is because they'll say, well, why Christians want to live down there? I mean, but I'm just saying when you think about does do people really throw it out there? Ass man can do what I want to do. Right, but do people really, <laughs> really believe that, Tommy? I mean, that's what I'm saying. And oh, you oh, yeah, that. I'll make a, Well, you say you didn't want to get in politics. Poor Coach no, you can go Bryan. Ahead. No, Coach Bryan had a hell of a time in the 60s when one of our governors, George Wallace, was a pain in his backside. And I'm being calm when I say backside. Okay. I mean, it cost Bryan national championship Wallace. And when he lost at 66 the national championship, they was defending back-to-back national championship, 64 or 65. Alabama went undefeated. Notre Dame and Mixon State tied in the great game, I think 10 to 10 or whatever. And we were denied the national championship. They played politics, split, and gave it to Notre Dame. All right. Coach Ryan, right then, going to, I'm going to say this. Don't get on to me. He told George Wallace to go to hell. All right. Mm. Because he said, I'm going to recruit black players. We are going to get in the 20th century. So there's too many great football players that happen to be black is leaving this state. And a bunch of them went to Southern Cal. In 1970, we played Southern Cal in Leesville. And we got our Heine spanked by John McKay, Sam Bam, and And then Brian made a point. And he got the state. That's why you see Wilbur Jackson and John Mitchell outside the football stadium. They was ground setter, just not only on the football field for the state of Alabama as human beings, as good Alabamians. So, you know, we have to live with that stigmatization because Wallace had burned it into people's minds that we have bunch of nothing but redneck, barefooted, carrying shotgun, and spit tobacco off the front porch. Got a rebel mm. flag in the back of the pickle. Red man, that tobacco red man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Red man, I guess coach. I don't know. I don't want to spill the beans, you know, but one of very prominent coach around here loves his red man anyway. Well, but no. Well, I'm just like, sick of all that stuff. I mean, it's like, but but people were saying, I don't know if that was, but like Christian heard that too. I mean, it's like her she didn't want to come to Alabama. That was oh, that, about, the his, whole, about his wife. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's, but that's what, but to me, that's just uneducated people that just are just hearing stupid stereotypes. Just like you said, I mean, like whether it's Alabama, Mississippi, whatever. Like without you being, you know, like from the South or you know having any ties like deep South stuff like that. I mean, it, people just go off of old things. But that's, that might not even be the case. Again, I, I I'll be honest. Even if you're from you know the South or somewhere you know similar. Some people just Tuscaloosa is you know a smaller town. If if you're coming from a, a place like Seattle, you, it's gonna be a culture shock, right? I mean, just like kids come here from all over the place, you know, it's a culture shock for a lot of people just because a lot different. Like a lot of people that are used to going to these big malls and things like that. I mean, yeah, you can go to Birmingham, but in Tuscaloosa, there's not no big mall like that. You know what I mean? Like there's not a lot of stuff. You know, so some people just aren't as interested in that. So I mean, that's fine. But that, that's if that's the deal. All I know is, dude took Seattle job. It's a great, great move for him in his career. Good for him. But I mean, I honestly, I, I'll be honest. By 
the end of this weekend, I'll forget that he ever was even hired here. <laughs> like, I just, he won't be a name that that have any kind of stability at Alabama. It's going to be just, no, just noun, and it's going to move on. And, and whoever, you know, Nick Sheridan will be the guy. Yeah, I mean, I think here. we all will be focused on what he can get done as OC of um, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Tommy, real quick before we let you go, what you got planned for the weekend? You going to the softball, baseball, and basketball? Yes, yes. I'm trifecta? going to softball. Yeah, I'm probably not going to make it on Ryan Fowler's show today because my brother's already patting his foot. I said, man, they don't play the 4 o'clock. It's only one fifteen. Hold your horses. But we're ready for softball. I'm so, yeah, I know you're a big softball guy, so I, I need you to be our um, softball uh, analyst. correspondent on the ground for us. So, so you know, keep us... Uh, I'll get yeah. the report Monday. Are you going Better to both games nice today, Tommy? Are you going I'm to... doing above. I'm doing every game this weekend. Oh, dang. I might be out there? It. Yeah, I'm going to check out one of them. I might go either tomorrow, though. I'm trying to decide. I, I don't know. There's so many different things to, to do this weekend. but um, You got to get one, make one, one of each. Make sure you get to the Joe because the Joe, I love the coach. I can't wait to get him on. I love his energy. I love what he did at, at Maryland and and, uh, oh, you're talking you know, about baseball. I'm sorry, Rob Vaughn. Yeah, baseball. I'm talking about how he, he believes in the fun and making the uh, game day experience like a party. I heard him talk about that. I, I'm looking forward to, to oh, yeah, catching catch the game down there this spring myself. Cause I love being out there with baseball and, you know, get me some salt-free popcorn and, and a Diet Coke, man, and be out there with my um, cut-off jean shorts and um, cowboy boots whoa, ready to go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean... Uh, it's a little much. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's a little much, man. Tom, you know what I mean? I'm going to some cut-off shorts, jean shorts, and some Wranglers, and some cowboy boots, and a piece of your mud pie with some salt-free popcorn. Let's get All to right. the joke. Let's go. Okay, yeah, let's go. I got one question. Okay. How scored up your legs? You uh, football, I, you had I got a, my knees fell up. I got a lot of carpet burns for the wrong reason. Well, huh? I did. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Somebody no. need to go search Sunday. I'm gonna tell you that. Now. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you just said. I'm just kidding, man. This, this, we all grown. We can joke. It's a joke. <laughs> I, 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 I don't, know, I don't know if you even realize kind of what you did. That, that, whoa. I, I was going to say something profound, but I just forgot what I'm going to say. I'm <laughs> it's all right, Tommy. I'm I'm borderline speechless after right. what I just heard. Yeah. All right, Tommy. I'll go, I'm sorry to mess your point up, buddy. I'm just having well, fun. That's all. I know it's Friday. It's a free up fall. Friday. It's free fall Friday. What is for? We supposed free to laugh? Free fall Friday. We just, but he talking about he on his knee. What I said for the wrong reason. You took him part of that. I ain't sitting there. I said, I got, he said, how scarred my leg? I said, my knees are burned, but they're for the wrong reason. I got caught, you know, my, you know, burned up knees for the wrong reason. Y'all, well, y'all took your little. As a man, you should not, never mind. The only time you should be on your knees is praying, brother. <laughs> the only time I ever had any kind of injury, I slipped off my back porch four years ago. And I did a wonderful cartwheel. Uh, the gymnastic coach would have been happy with my stand, but my knee gave away. Guess what? I what? tore that sucker slapped off. Mm. And the pandemic here, they wouldn't do surgery. And let me tell you, my knee, every time the weather changed, I did when I was 59 years old, I'll be 63 next month. Let me tell you something. When the weather changed, you hurt. I hurt. Being gay is my new best friend or heat and pad or whatever. My knee, my knee hurt. 
Mm, I feel I you. Like, I can feel you with arthritic fingers, toes, and neck. I can feel you, brother. Tommy, enjoy the softball game, man. And uh, I know y'all, it'll be beautiful weather, beautiful time. And and uh, hopefully the Tide gets a big, big, uh, big doublehead header win today. That'd be awesome. It will be. I'll see you sometime this weekend, Preston. Yes, sir. That sounds good, Tommy. There you go. See, I gave Tommy so much time today because it's Friday. KJ still on hold. Can we get KJ? No, bro. We got to go to his breaks. One fifteen. You don't do KJ like that. Thirty seconds, man. Get KJ a whole second. We good. That's all he needs. (laughs) I'll take a quick timeout. I'll take a quick timeout. Then they'll open up with KJ. Let let him have plenty of time. You're listening to the Millers Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 12:30 a.m. WTBC, we are the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports, presented by the Good Feast Store, America. the line per month for four lines. Find us at straighttalk.com. For network management practices, visit straighttalk.com. Device offer ends 41424. Online only. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Taxes and fees apply. My caretaker was very rough with me. I thought they did it because I wasn't moving fast enough. Elder abuse is a crime, and together we can stop it. If you or someone you know has been abused, neglected, or exploited, call the Adult Abuse Hotline at 1-800-458-7214. That's 1-800-458-7214. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Human Resources, the Department of Justice, ADECA grant number 18-VA-VS-050, the ABA, and this station. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very mild afternoon, a mix of sun and clouds, the high 69. Becoming cloudy tonight, the chance of a few scattered rain showers. Colder after midnight, the low 36. Tomorrow, cold and breezy, the sky mostly cloudy, the high 47. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 67 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. Nice sounds right there, my man Wyatt, putting it down. Putting it down. Welcome back to the Mills Edge on Tide. 100.9, AM, WTBC, 205-342-9904. Don't forget about my good friends at R&R Cigars. That's rnrcigars.com. I know if you're not in Tuscaloosa, we have listeners all over from Tennessee, Alabama, Florida, California. We've heard calls from all over right here, even in South Carolina. If you want to check out that website, get those cigars shipped to you for absolutely free. Just use that code, the Miller's Edge. They'll take care of you. If you're in town in Tuscaloosa, what a great day. All these games going on. You're going to take a break. You want to get you a nice smoke. Great humidor, the best there is in all the southeast. A great bar. Great bourbons. All kinds of drinks for you. Drink responsibly. Um, they got that for you. Or if you're just there for the afternoon, the night, hang out. You want some privacy, get your own room, you and your friends, your business meeting, all of that good stuff. They got great private rooms for you. All has recliners in them. Lay back, put your feet up, take your shoes off, smoke your cig, and get you a nice adult beverage right there at R&R Cigars. Randy and Reagan, good people will take great good care of you. All right, KJ. My man KJ is in the ATL I'd love to get um, some info about the three-piece on Valentine's Day, see how that went. KJ, what's up, buddy? What's going on, man? It was like, what's you know, that? The, the, it was like the wisest king in the Bible. You know, King Solomon was the wisest king. You know why he, he, why he was wise. <laughs> no, nah, you tell me why he was wise. And he kept them together. Guys, <laughs> 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 he was the wisest king ever. Uh, they have a good time. I mean, did you go eat with one or three? 
I went. I ate with one, but yeah, it was a good Valentine's Day. Let's just say that it wasn't better than yours. I heard you trying to be on your knees and stuff. What you trying to get a sponsor for Vaseline? <laughs> <laughs> I need. I got a sponsor for some Vaseline. You know, a lot of people don't know about that Vaseline <laughs> when you got the more dark, cut up, crusty knees. No, when your knees get scraped think... up, you put the Vaseline on your knees and your elbows. I mean, when you crusty or you you got crazy dry skin, Vaseline. You know about the Vaseline. So that's, I guess my it's, my, it's our mind, Christian. It's our mind. Yeah. It's your mind. I don't know what the world y'all talking about. Brother, all I know is you, nah, I'm not even going to get back into it. That's what I'm saying. I think we might have been on different pages, but you you were, you got out there on that last one, though. But it's, it's all good. We, we're going to let it slide because obviously it was a misunderstanding. I think old head just kind of had a di- different term. Yeah, y'all, y'all did that. I know what y'all was talking about, but I, that's not what I was talking about. Homie, the way you, you said it. You got some record. You was definitely talking about that. You're not fooling nobody. KJ, I don't know what you're talking about, you know? I'm in saying, like, okay. what you talking about? This- this is my question to you. So we got to cut the, the, the laughing because I got to come at you now. With okay. This. okay. Who bring in it. the world left because of Ryan Grubb? Like, what, what person do you think left because of Ryan Grubb? Left the program? Um, oh, what, oh, I don't what, think oh, was in danger of leaving because of Ryan Grubb? I don't know. I, I don't think and, any. I would, say, I would say that no one left because, I mean, he didn't leave to the 30th after the deadline. Remember? I don't think that, I don't, see, I don't buy that one. Like, by the whole Seattle thing. I don't about buy the, the overall, KJ. I don't buy the NFL, all of that. I don't buy that. But don't tell me coaches don't get in the cahoots with one another and be like, hey, we know this has happened. Because I go back and I remember what Greg Burns said. Remember what he said? That they kind of had an idea a couple of weeks ago that this probably was going to happen or something was going to happen. People were looking at that. I feel like. I took that as people were looking at him that he was a, a getting an attractive well, that's job. That's what he kind of said, but don't don't think he didn't know. That's all I'm saying. Don't think they didn't know what was happening. I mean, then there was all this stuff about is he going to make an announcement? Then, then all of a sudden, that, that red did. elephant sign and celebration. All of a sudden, you know, you get up there like the president and be like, "Hey, I am. My name is Ryan Grubb, and I'm your offensive coordinator." Of the Alabama Crimson Tide. He has you know, to that. No, that emphatic statement. That's already that's in the record. And Ryan Grubb was the OC at Alabama at that time. (laughs) How many plays did Ryan Grubb call at Alabama? It doesn't matter. He had the title of the OC at Alabama at the time. I get that, but the problem is, I don't think his heart was never in it. You know, they they he did what he had to do. They never really had a contract. They never really had nothing. It was kind of like you know we working on a handshake and a smile. I don't I think mean, he would have left the job if it wasn't for an NFL job. I don't think he was going to leave for any uh, or the head coaching job. If it had been Washington, he would have left. For the head coaching job, yeah. But right, I don't right, think he would have yeah. stayed at Washington for a little. Yeah. And that's okay. But listen, I ain't hating on Ryan Grubb. Who's mad at him? I mean, you can't be mad at him. But when you I think hear you got to realize that the only people that are going to be loyal to a university are the fans and the former players that graduated from that university. Everybody else, the coaches, the anyone else, they can leave the next day. That's Absolutely. True. 
That's why I said I don't believe any coach. I don't care what Ryan Grubb said. Wyatt played the clip. I mean, because I know, and I've been in the meetings, I've been in the rooms, I've talked to these dudes. I know what these conversations are like. I think so, you're, I think you're, you're, you're digging too deep, though. I, I think it's pretty much what he said. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, like, judging by just how he talks and his body language, I mean, he seems Oh, like, yeah, that means everything. I'm not saying it means everything, but I also... He's cut and dry. Exactly, Christian. Yeah. I'm just saying, I know, I mean, like, don't act like I don't... I'm not in the complex. I know these people. I'm just saying, like, the dude was here. He took the job here. He, he moved down here for the past few weeks, and he was doing his job because that's... That was his job. He anticipated being here, but he knew that he was being interviewed and okay. had interest. What I'm saying was I agree with KJ. If if he didn't get a head coaching job that he liked or this NFL opportunity, he was going to be the offensive coordinator here. Why else would he even come down here from the get-go? He could have just— And you got to remember, Seattle interviewed—they tried to interview the— um, They the wanted Giants. Chip Kelly. Oh, see. No, remember they, they tried to interview the Giants coach, too, and they told him no. They blocked yeah. that interview. Oh, Absolutely. Oh, I mean, yeah, they did. It happened. But here's what I'm saying: is I don't have a problem with it, regardless. I don't. But I don't like when people say it's no big deal. Like when you just blow it off, like losing Ryan Grubb is no problem because it's Kalen DeBoer's offense. And what I'm trying so the to say I is, was because of Ryan. You brought up Ryan Williams. Ryan Williams has never mentioned Ryan Grubb's name. Like every time you hear that kid talk, he's talking about Shepard or you talking about DeBoer. But he, so I don't even think that would have mattered. You don't think he, he don't you don't think it was a selling point to play in that play caller's offense? You don't think Ryan I gotta go by what never saying. You don't think what he's never he had a conversation about? with Ryan Williams about how he potentially could use him in, in that set offense? It's even worse if he had a conversation with him and he's not mentioning him when he's been asked about what are you excited about to play for and he's saying Shepard and DeBoer. I'm gonna be straight you think up. He's I'm excited gonna, about playing for next year. Listen, listen, I'm gonna be straight up with you. I think Ryan Williams is gonna come here regardless, as long as they, they, they didn't lose him, right? And I, what I as mean long by that, that check is, was right. He was coming. He was going. <laughs> he was going to come. He wanted to play at Alabama. <laughs> okay. Ryan Williams. No, I'm saying this is what he said. He said in the interview. He said he always has wanted to play at Alabama. He just wanted to beat the new staff, and all they had to do was basically it was basically a checklist. He wanted to meet the new staff and be able to check it off and say, yeah, they're a good staff. And I think he was sold on Coach DeBoer, Coach Shepard, and that's good. Now, obviously. Coach Grubb was probably involved in that, but in his eyes, he just looks at it as, oh, well, Coach DeBoer and Coach Shepard here, you know what I'm saying? They'll just find another play caller. Like, they, they, I don't think, I think, I think sometimes we try to dive too deep into things when it's really not necessary. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's surface level, but yeah. I, I do, but to be fair, I get what my dad's saying to the point. He's just saying, when, when they brought Ryan Grubb here, everybody was ecstatic about it. It was like, oh, they're bringing Ryan Grubb, like this highly sought after Well, if coach. coach Saban tried to hire him last year, Coach Saban solidified Ryan Grubb. Let's just be real about this, boys. Oh, coach God. Saban did that. No, 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 because you listen to people's conversations, and what came out of their mouth was, you know he must be legit. But you know what? Because Coach, they they, they coach Saban wanted to hire him. That was no, like, no, no, okay. Remember. Remember last we year, saw. they said that he never got offered the job because he never said that. <laughs> they was like, right. oh, he never got offered the job anyways. Man, what? Nah, he got you offered the job. So that's what I'm just saying. But my point is, then you can't you can't have it both ways. Here's my point with people. You can't say, and this is a lot pointed towards media types, right? Oh, how big of a deal that is because Coach Saban wanted this guy. Right, they got the Joe Moore Award-winning offensive line coach, and then don't come back when they they're not here and undermine it by saying, "Oh well, it's Kalen DeBoer's offense." No, 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 ma'am or sir, 
You can't have it both ways. That, but, right? Okay. Yeah, and I, I, so I, y'all I, hear that's what all I'm saying. I, I get what you're saying, but that's why I, I said on the video I posted, I said, I don't, I don't, if, 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 to me, you're not being real with yourself if you say, if you just minimize them leaving. Now, however, do I think it's like a, okay, the coach DeBoer hired is, is useless now that they left? No, I don't think so at, at all. But I think if, if you just say, oh, this, this is not a, a loss, like you sum it up as, oh, it's no, no big yeah, deal. The, 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 went down. Real. The staff grade definitely went down. Like you, it went from a, a solid B plus to now it's a B minus. Like you got to be honest. Right. It definitely went down. Oh, oh, to what, what minus? I'm at a B minus right now at the current state. Depending you on went what from they B add. plus only down to a minus? Yeah. All right, a B. Is that, is that, does that satisfy? <laughs> like, no. I think you got to go at least a, a whole a letter. No, no, no. So I'm you're going to tell me that Nick Sheridan taking the place of one Ryan I don't care Grubb. about them. I'm talking about the people that he kept. He kept Freddie Roach. He kept. I'm talking about the whole staff. No, no, no. I'm general. talking about the offense. I'm talking about the offense. Oh, the, oh I'm, I'm not worried. See, the offense? Yeah, I get the offense right now. Uh, I still give it a B because you got separate still. <laughs> Shepard is a mm. really good get, man. Mm. I would say if we're only looking at the offensive side, well, it was it's two it's TBD still though. We don't know who the offensive line. Coach you got to be TBD. You got to go incomplete, KJ. You know I love you, bro. I got nothing but love. There's no way you lose a Joe Moore winning offensive line coach, which everybody raved about. You got no, no, no. You said that didn't matter because they played against the Pac-12, so that don't matter. Pac well, right, that's me. I, but I'm saying for you. But then, <laughs> but then you lose your your play caller. Right, Ryan Grubb has been with with Kalen for but, most of the I'm stops. For sure, but but then you get Nick Sheridan. Let's just be real about. It. I've been trying to be nice. I ain't gonna lie to you. My son be calling me. You know, Dad. You know, you too hard. But you know, oh hold on, first of all, it like that. Like, hey, you're too hard. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> no. What I say is, you sound you sound a little out there. You're gonna run people off our damn show because you're trying to. Oh, I'm trying to. I keep it real. I keep it real. I'm definitely, like, definitely. Oh, are. I be, I be, I be coming in like, yo, he's mad at the media, y'all, not y'all. Like, yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. That's KJ. I have to, I have to do a, a PR control with him because I'm like, he, he doesn't, he doesn't know, he doesn't mean it. He's just speaking. Speaking his mind, but I'm like, I it's, it's the delivery, though. I'm like, you just have to, you have to word it. Or like, if you're going to be critical, like, also point out, like, show the whole picture, like, say, hey, this, this I is am. a positive, but then this is something I have. You just go straight out. This is the world we live in today. But see, but this is the whole world we live in, guys. Let me talk nice to you two young pups. Man, hold this on. This is the I world we live like in. Nah, right? I can take because it. Because don't, oh, cool. don't, don't say nothing too bad to little Sammy. Give him a trophy. Just give him a trophy. It, it ain't about that. You know that. what I mean? Because we want them to feel good about themselves, even though it's not good. But that's the world we live no, in. That, I get it. That, but here's what I'm going to say. And I'm, Nick Sheridan, to me, you had an offensive, title, offensive coordinator title for two years, right? Am I correct? Yes. Or a year and a half yeah. or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Well, in your second year of being the offensive coordinator, you got fired at Indiana. For sure. So... I don't care about you being hired at Washington as a tight end because it was the lowest coaching job on the totem pole, right? You get to Alabama, that's what you are again, and we know relationships matter. So now that you have been upgraded to OC based on what we know about Ryan Grubb, I can't say you're going to give him a B plus and now say I'm there a B because we don't know enough about Nick Sheridan. I'm giving that, that is- in return of... The board calling the plays, bro. I'm not giving. But you that don't know if he's calling the plays. 
You don't know that. I, I would I would put my money on he's going to be heavily involved in calling plays. Unless you want to get ran out of town quick. <laughs> oh, now, now we're talking. Now we're talking. So you agree <laughs> with me. If it's Nick Sheridan, you're going to drop that grade way down. It's, it's not just the name. I think he's just saying, like, if he's going to go out, he's going hey, to go the out name is sword. about like, what his job has been. I'm you, just saying it's Bama. It's kind of different. Then. It's Bama. Like, right. That's all I'm saying. With it. No, and that's what I'm saying. I'm sure he, if he does not know, he's going to get a real quick understanding of who the fans are at Alabama. So, <laughs> God, they going to turn on you real fast. Talk. Like, yeah, I'm not even really worried about that. Like, it's, it's, it's a do or die. It's A or B. It's no in between. Alabama. That's all I. When I say keep it real, I have real conversations. That's all. I, I'm pulling. I want Bama to be at number one at the end of the year. But do I? What would I say to the staff right now? I'm not so sold on it. So what you want me to Man, say? Yeah, guys, we're gonna be good. But no, no, I don't know yet until no, no, I no, see. Nobody's it. saying you to sit there and pump sunshine like that. But what I'm saying is, I, I, am I? This is how I go about it, right? Am, am I as impressed? We, like, I'm, break, we can take a few minutes over. We'll be all right. I, I, what I do is, I'm like, look. Is this staff as impressive now that they've lost Ryan Grubb and, and Scott Huff? Absolutely not. I mean, again, if you say they are, then you're lying. That's not true. That or you just you you got glasses on. You heard but, that, KJ. But I will say though, there's still an opportunity for things still to work out solid, which I think they will. Because again, just like KJ was saying, I think that just means Coach DeBoer will be more involved in this offense. He can kind of walk. Nick Sheridan, or I think Jamarcus Shepard is going to be involved too, right? And walk guys through, and they'll kind of put their heads together, and then we'll see who they hire for the offense line coach. And plus, they still got to hire a new tight ends coach, unless they make the Jay Nunez guy involved. I, I don't know. Ooh, that'll is. be. Oh, that now fans are going to go crazy on that. <laughs> you don't think they'll be happy about that, KJ? <laughs> Not at all. No, they should riot. <laughs> right, so but I want to make a quick point. Good, a quick good. point though. Um, with um, Stab, both of his brothers came down for Junior Day, and they offered him so. It's a little bit of foreshadowing doing there. I'm liking what we're doing, so hopefully we end up landing. So, so you're going to say that we're going to land them? I said both of his brothers came down for junior day, and we offered them. If we don't land them, we got to talk to that GM because he's from Michigan. <laughs> That or you got to talk mm. to Yay Alabama, man, because, I mean, unfortunately, we know how this thing works now. That's that's really what these guys Well, yeah, we got to talk to Courtney Morgan. We're gonna, I'm going to send him a message on Facebook or whatever, Twitter, X. Yeah. To come Bama on Rick show. Ross, we got to talk to you. Bama yeah, let's go, Rick Ross. Let's go. Rick Ross, let's go, baby. Come on the real show over here. We're going to talk for try, real, I'll for real. On, I'll try to get him on the show next week. I'll reach out. Good luck. KJ, All right, KJ, be well, man. man. Don't spend too yeah, much yeah, money on them pieces this weekend. That's expensive to have three pieces. <laughs> yeah, so you too. Oh, man. Three pieces. That's too expensive. Man, we just having fun. Yeah, we are. We got Josh it's on free the line from Friday. Georgia, though. It's free for all Friday. Josh, Josh from Georgia is going to be totally agreeing. I know. I can just feel it in the spirit. He's going to be in agreement with me. You'll have access to leading-edge technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Again, that's Dell.com slash deals. 365 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9.
36, free fall, Friday, Corey Miller, Wyatt, Christian Miller, loving the sounds on the free for all Friday, we're talking coaching, listen, by the way, Alabama, man, they got to get this staff ready to roll, bro, they, they're about two weeks away from spring ball, I mean, what's going, I mean, how soon, or how long do you expect for them to take, Christian, uh, to get a tight ends coach, um, and uh, offensive line coach, uh, I'll give them. Um, I say yeah. by mid mid next week. I, I think mid next week they'll probably end up making because they're because they're in the middle. Spring ball is like a little over two weeks away. Yeah, they're they're in the process of doing fourth quarter right now. I know that the freshmen have been doing the fourth quarter program, and I think today might be the first day that everybody's doing it, something like that. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, they're and, and with that comes, you know, they they can meet. I believe. I think they can go and meet in rooms and start doing the install and all that stuff. So. Yeah, it's going to be important, man. I mean, uh, right now, if you don't have an offensive line coach and tight end coach, I mean, those are days, I guess, somewhat wasted that you're not really getting to work with that mm. position coach now. But if I had to guess, they probably have, like, an analyst or a GA or somebody kind of filling in for those meetings or doing some insult, install stuff in the meantime. But you definitely want to fill those roles as quickly as possible. But we'll, we'll see, though. I haven't heard any names. Again, you know, me, I don't I don't text people. I don't reach out. I don't, I don't really do all that. But... Right, do like everybody else is doing, just go steal everybody's coaches. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like you kind of got the no choice at this point, right? That's what it is, yeah. offer them a big, the big money and go get them. Yeah, well, let's go to let's go to Georgia real quick. Let's hear from Josh. See what he has to say with all this. Josh, welcome into the Miller's Edge. How are you today? Good afternoon. Well, I'm headed down the road and just listening to everything that's going on, trying to stay in touch, recruiting, and all that. I'm out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Nice, nice. Yes, sir. But um, I will not. I will not. Lie. I was mad the first part of the week. Whenever I wake up and I see and actually, I think it's Ryan's Facebook page, Ryan Ballard. Ryan Grubb got stole away overnight by Phil. Y'all been talking about it. I feel like maybe find which way to go with it. But it doesn't matter to me really who the offensive coordinator is because it is Jalen DeBoer's system. So. But let, let, me, let me ask you this, because uh, I, I agree, you're right, it's Kalen DeBoer's system. So the system's not going anywhere. We, we, we know that, we've established that, just like Coach Saban, you know, as always, it's been his system, his defense. Um, right. But do you, you don't have any thoughts about, you know, the guy calling the plays, right? Because uh, um, even with it being Coach Saban's defense, you know, he always right. gave, whether it was Kirby, Jeremy Pruitt, whoever, you know, they, they were in charge of calling the plays. Now, obviously, he has, you know, final say. He can right. veto things. But it's, yeah, but it's it's always important that you have somebody that you trust, you know, going through the game plan. So if, I, if I'm if i Kalen DeBoer, I personally would probably have my hands involved in, in the play call. What do you think? Um, I don't doubt that. Like you said about having him, Shepard, like the three of them. Coach uh, Marcus Shepard was named uh, co-offensive coordinator. And if Sheridan was to go after obviously Shepard declined that But I look for Coach DeBoer, obviously, to be heavily involved. Um, am I disappointed about Ryan Grubb? Sure. Am I going to get over it? Yes. Yeah. So, here's, but, what, here's, uh, what I was, so here's what I was saying real quick, George. I think that it is Kalen DeBoer's offense. And here's what I do know, because I've been in these situations many times with 
pros and in college, right? When a guy, when you said somebody's offense, they, they're, they're the mastermind, right? They're the one that created this offense, and they know all the ins and outs and all the nuances pertaining to said offense. But it's important when you talk about when you relieved and say, hey, I'm going to allow somebody else to call these plays and, you know, put their little wrinkle on it. That's a whole nother sure. thing, right? My worry, sure. my concern, it would be that if Kalen DeBoer says, hey, it's my offense, you know what? I know I have to have a uh, coordinator by title, but I'm going to be the play caller. I don't have right. a problem with it. I think you don't lose anything with Ryan Grubb being gone. But if you're saying to me, well, I'm going to delegate this authority to Nick Sheridan, right, and trust him <laughs> at this point, I'm a little nervous. And I think because he hasn't done enough. He has, he doesn't have the resume to support that he even deserves it. Sure. And that's why I'm like, I don't know about that one because he hadn't shown to be very good as an offensive coordinator, as a play caller. So that would will, that will worry me. Now, if Kalen DeBoer says, hey, I'm going to call the plays, I'm good with it. Because then, then right. what, y'all, what you're saying is his offense makes sense. But when you delegate all that authority to somebody else, a guy especially, that hasn't done it, mm-hmm. then I'm a little bit nervous. Right. Um, whenever it was mentioned that Coach Grubb had even left, I was looking for Marcus Shepard to obviously be the one promoted because me and a, actually another best buddy here in Georgia, we were talking. Think, he was thinking the same thing uh, because Jamarcus Shepard, uh, he's been with Coach DeBoer at Washington. He's a little bit more experience yeah. from what I've seen as far as just reading about both Sheridan and Shepard. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it was a huge, uh, a huge key to, to retain Jamarcus Shepard. Um, but you're right, yeah. No, having him on board, so yeah, he, he has kind of picked up that co OC title, and um, he's he's good. Years. Who's the same two years that either one of these guys will be in Tuscaloosa if we have a dynamic year, and do what we know Alabama can do if we put together a solid team and Coach DeBoer does a tremendous job his first year. I'm just saying, I'm, you can look at it from both sides. You can look at it as we those you can look at it it's just in what Alabama football is and what the logo stands for. We, so, I mean, there's two sides to a coin, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no, there yeah, is. That's you know, correct. We'll, we'll have to wait and see, and, and hopefully the, the, this new staff. I mean, I, I, I'm excited about it. I really Saban was my childhood guy, and was my childhood. Um, but I am excited. The energy that I've just felt coming from Tuscaloosa about Coach DeBoer. I mean, I watched the video, the live stream, side 100.9 provided of the plane landing, the fans cheering that was there that met him. Um, I am excited. Mm. So. Yeah, no, and, and you, I think you should be. I mean, you should be excited no, for no, whoever the hell comes after Coach Saban because that's your new football coach, whether people like it or not. But let me ask you this, though, because you sound very optimistic. Which is great, but uh-huh. what are, what are your what are your expectations for year one under Coach DeBoer? What, what would you be okay with? On, uh, you know, knowing that it's his first year, record wise, record yeah, record wise for this first season. Record wise, I have set this to walk through the schedule. Um, I would settle for nine and three, but then I really have to ask myself, who is our three losses? Because I don't want to lose to Tennessee, I don't want to lose to LSU, I don't want to lose to Georgia, because uh, those are my three probably, well, besides Auburn, those are my four SEC schools that I despise the most. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, 
You might drop the one to Oklahoma. I mean, I don't want to say that their first year in the SEC because then they'll get the big head. Oh, we beat Alabama. Where's the spell? Yep. So yep. it's really like, who are we going to drop one to? Because if you look at it, don't we get Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt again this year? Yeah, we correct. That home. Who are we going to drop one to in the conference? I mean, realistically, it seems like Georgia would be the only one, but I don't want to do that because they're coming into our house. And I say that like I played, but I didn't. Christian, <laughs> he did play. But they're coming into our house. We don't want to well, it. let them. I think I'd be nervous about Missouri. I think you got to be worried about Missouri, and I think you got to be worried about Wisconsin because of the early game. Wisconsin's a road game. That's what, third game? Yeah. Second, second or third, yeah. 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 And then Missouri, who's playing turnaround football. I mean, I watched the last couple of that, their games last year just to watch it. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, they're looking good. Um, Josh. Well, we're headed up the road, like I said. I'm going to go celebrate Valentine's Day a little bit late with the girlfriend. And then in the morning, I am headed to Tuscaloosa and taking my first trip to Coleman Coliseum. There you go. Yes, I Let's go. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll walk Let's by go. and run into you in there. I'll probably be at the game, too. It's an early one, but I'll be there. It's at 11. Yeah, I know. I got to get up at 5 o'clock and drive in, but I'm going to do it. There you go. Well, get some rest, man. Drink some good old Starbucks coffee and drive safe, man. Be safe on the road. We definitely appreciate you listening and calling. Yeah, I appreciate it. Y'all have a good day and roll tide. Yes, sir. Roll, roll tide. tide. Be well. It, back to, to you. All right, quick break. We'll come back. More calls. Any uh, tied app messages, we'll read those, and uh, we'll finish up this show right here on the Free For All Friday. Yay, yay, yeah. Back in a moment. Coming up up. on The Game with Ryan Fowler. Coming up on the Friday edition of The Game, presented by Brian Harden Construction. Free for all Friday. We're going to take your phone calls. Brent Beard's going to be a part of our program. We will feature the athletic director at the University of Alabama, Greg Burns, starting at 2 p.m. right here on The Game on Tide 100.9-1230. WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The longest-running sports program in time. Find a store or switch suavemente at TotalByVerizon.com. Monthly rate when you activate without a pay, plus taxes and fees. Discount begins the month after you enroll. Additional terms apply. See website for data management practices. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A very mild afternoon, a mix of sun and clouds, the high 69. Becoming cloudy tonight, the chance of a few scattered rain showers. Colder after midnight, the low 36. Tomorrow, cold and breezy, the sky mostly cloudy, the high 47. I'm James on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 66 degrees in Tuscaloosa. This is Miller's Edge on Tide away from Eldrick Tiger Woods 10 off in the Genesis Open. Stands at plus one, so if you're in golf, that's going to be coming up here in just about, I don't know, about 10 minutes or so. Uh, you can watch my man Tiger Woods, see what he get done, will he make the cut? Uh, I believe that this is his own personal tournament too, so hopefully he'll uh, he'll do okay today. I know some scores early this morning was pretty good. The weather was was uh, powerful, the course. The guys were taking advantage of it. It was pretty calm. Uh, putting down some low numbers, so hopefully Tiger can, can get some things done 
uh, on today. What about Caitlin Clark? Kudos to her becoming the all-time leading scorer. And uh, that's pretty special. And her growth uh, as far as the impact on uh, women's basketball with Dawn Stanley and South Carolina basketball, what they've been doing, all the attention that they're getting. Uh, Caitlin Clark, definitely a rock star of college women's basketball, going to be the first pick uh, in the WNBA draft. So kudos to her. I think she shot that basketball when she brought the record from almost like half court, like Steph Curry-esque. I mean, it was amazing. So that girl can shoot from the gas station. <laughs> She's pretty special. <laughs> so um, uh, kudos to her. A big weekend in Tuscaloosa. You just heard George talking about uh, a little late celebration of Valentine's Day with him and his significant other. Then the, he's going to make the trip about 5, 6 in the morning, driving down to Coleman Coliseum. Big game for Alabama as they take on Texas A&M, the Aggies. Uh, really a surprising loss of Vanderbilt, but you know that they're looking to bounce back and, and beat the team that's in first place. That's Nate Oates and the Alabama Crimson Tide. So that game is at 11 a.m. Central time. So uh, that would be a good one. Should be a good uh, basketball game. Also, baseball, Manhattan College, they got things going on around there and at the Joe. And then the softball, a doubleheader today. Just heard uh, our good friend Tommy from Romulus. He's making his way, him and his brother. For the doubleheader. So, Alabama, if you don't have anything to do this weekend, listen, what a weekend. I haven't looked at the weather, but I'm assuming it's going to be pretty good, right, Christian? Good days to be outside oh. watching some baseball, softball. Is it going to be cold, rain? Is that, that's in forecast? I haven't looked. Well, today there's like 40% chance of showing. Um, so, we'll see about today. But I think Saturday and Sunday is supposed to be fine. It might, it might be a little more chilly, kind of in the 50s. But, man, nonetheless, man, definitely a lot going on, which is good. Why? Do we have any app messages? And we had two app messages. I think we yeah, got go for minutes. It. Hit those app messages real quick. Yeah, this first one's from Kelly. It says, just a thought on the timing for Ryan Grubb. Chip Kelly was interviewed as well for the Seahawks, but it was announced on February 9th that he was going to Ohio State. The same day Grubb was announced as the offensive coordinator in Seattle. Maybe it was down to them, too, and that Friday was the day Seattle gave them both their decision. Great point. And, see, that, that's why I, I, I say, I mean, like, listening to – you know Ryan Grubb on that uh, in that press conference. I mean, it it appeared to me he seems like a straightforward guy. He doesn't seem like he'd be trying to play the whole game. I mean, it, and then from what Kelly just said, that that lines up where that they probably were still going through the interview process. Now, do I believe that he had been talking with the Seahawks for a minute about that interest? Oh yeah, definitely. But I think it's like he said, like he, his, anti- his he anticipated being in Tuscaloosa. His intentions were being here until otherwise, and then that otherwise is once they finally tabbed him as the offensive coordinator for the Seahawks. Is there a second one uh, at message-wise? Yeah, this is Rick from Ackworth. Corey, keep in mind Sheridan was the OC stint at Indiana, was with all those four- and five-star athletes, all that elite talent, with the school competing at the top of the Big Ten, <laughs> knocking down conference championships and national championships. So that's a great way to analyze the new OC at Bama. And then he says, come on, bro, Christian, straighten out the old guy. Yeah, look, I... I'm glad I got some people that, that, that aren't afraid to kind of help help present this stuff to them. Because so, he didn't have four or five stars in Indiana. No, 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 but no, no, no. But I think what they're saying is just if you to be open-minded requires you to kind of think of variables like that. So when you're with you, you're you're kind of more the the glass half empty. You're kind of the I'm not believing nothing till I see it. Even though you're a man of faith, which requires you. To believe and say, right, well, that's unseen. Jesus, though. But Jesus, but, but, Jesus but, but, but if you have to have, but when you with faith like that, I mean, 
you should be you should practice that enough to know that there's other ways to have faith in people. I don't put faith. The Bible tells me not to put faith faith in no man. man. Absolutely, you're 100 percent right. But But, this is what we're saying. Yes. So there's always two sides to every story. There's always multiple perspectives, and what people want you to kind of start leaning into. It's no, like, no, yes, no. They should not want me. It should be not, they no, should no, be listen, comfortable not, well, no, in no. what they believe. I'm comfortable in what I oh, believe. My. That's no, it. Listen, nobody's saying that. Let me rephrase it. Stop getting offended. What it is is I'm not offended. How do I explain this without you getting on your rocker? So, yes, you're right. Because and I go off of this crap too. I mean, because that's the history. The history was the first year he he did he did well. I think it was cut short maybe because of COVID. I don't know whatever it was. The next well, year, think, they were 2-10. I think two the quarterback got hurt. Yeah, next Pivots year. They, got hurt. Yeah, that's correct. Next year, they were 2-10. and ten. They got fired. They had a number of injuries, I think, on the offense line. The quarterback was hurt, which was Penix. So when you include that, that is something to consider. Now, does that mean, okay, that, that's exactly why he went 2-10 and ten, was fired? No, that's not the whole story. But that's something to consider. Mm-hmm. And then to uh, the gentleman's point with the app message, you know, he's going to be under Coach DeBoer here. He wasn't with Coach DeBoer when he was OC at Indiana. Coach DeBoer left, uh, I believe, and he was uh, acting as offense coordinator without. So now you got Coach DeBoer overseeing him as a coordinator. He's going to be working with a lot of talented players. I think people are just saying, like, it, it, it could work out better than you might think if you only look at the 2-10. and ten. That and, and I agree with that. Now, I, I will he got say fired I, in the year number two. He still did get fired. And, and, and again, if I'm being transparent, am I underwhelmed with, with him being the offensive coordinator? At the University of Alabama, who, which is the mecca of college football, which we all know that, you know what I mean, like the standard here is different. Would I yeah. feel better about somebody more experienced, somebody that, that's a little more high profile? Absolutely. Better resume. Again. Better yeah. resume, yeah, just because, again, this is Alabama. Like, we deserve and should Y'all, have the best Alabama, of Alabama, to me, is selling. I mean, right now, we're about to be called the Tuscaloosa Hoosiers. I mean, this is what, that's what, and everybody is accepting and not asking enough questions, right? Ryan's getting ready to have, by the way, keep it locked right here on the tie, 100.9. Greg Byrne, athletic director, Athletics director of uh, Alabama will be on with him. Looking forward to that interview. Hopefully, Ryan will throw some hard questions and don't let him off the hook with these softball. But here's my my bottom line. <laughs> Listen right here. The guy got fired. So here's the thing in in in, in this whole media point, right? A fan, wherever you at, I can be a fan and I can find and justify anything. I can look at it and paint it to where I feel good about the decision that Greg Byrne and Kalen DeBoer made about it. I can find that. I can sit here and pick something out and find that. I can take the approach to what you were saying. Or I can say, let's be honest. We don't know enough about this dude. What we have on the paper is he was fired in year number two. I can talk about injuries. I can talk about this, that, and a third. Because here is the freaking reality of it. If this was Auburn, if this was the Bugs, if this was Georgia, if this was somebody else with this staff, with this hiring, the same people that's offering all this stuff will be ripping the shreds with these coaching hires. Ones on the radio, ones in the media, they will be saying awful things about what we're worried, we're this, we're y'all, look who y'all got. I know they would. So my point is, you you said it all, it's Alabama. When when the GOAT Coast Saban left, it's like we lowered our standards and let's make ourselves feel good. I'm saying no. I'm saying I don't like it. I don't think it's great. I hope it is. And if it is, prove it. You're going to have a chance to prove it. 
Right, then you'll have receipts. Right now, your receipts look bad. So what you got to do is prove it. How you got to hire. There are no receipts to look bad. Nobody's saying anything. I know. Gotta, saying but no, but no next year, I'm saying next year we'll have some receipts. But you said your so, receipts look bad. That, that doesn't make sense. There's really, no yeah, based on what he's done. He was fired in year two. His, his, his resume as office coordinator doesn't look good. That's the receipts I'm going off of. So that's all I'm saying. But do I hope in the world that Corey Miller will eat freaking raw eggs and this man is the best that there ever been? I hope so. For the University of Alabama. But as being real, as real, I don't know. It's pretty you scary still, right still now. still kind of just disregarded my whole point of still saying, like, that there's there's naming the things that could go right. Rock me. Like, I'm just going to look at the things that could go wrong. I'm not going to pay attention to anything that could go right because that's not keeping it real. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. We appreciate all our listeners out there. We are the home of Alabama sports game. We are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. Everybody have a great and safe weekend. See you guys Monday.